Hello and thanks for joining me for another edition of Two Is News, the podcast brought to you by the Newcastle Herald and our major sponsor, West Group. Big thanks to West Group for their continued support. Uh, I'm Barry Tui alongside the man who puts the podcast together, Simon McCarthy, <laughs> or as Mark calls him, <laughs> the, the mayor of the megabyte, <laughs> the baron of the browser. And the warrior of the wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> Mark was a good one. Uh, thanks, yeah. thanks, Mark, for those. Uh, and hey, you, you've got you're getting a cult following. Because, oh yeah, yeah. Because Mark's not on Twitter. He's actually this emailed is, these in. Yeah, it's all part of my plan. This is how I'm taking over. It's going to happen. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Yeah, no. Mark, Mark sent us an email um, this week, and he said, "I'm not on Twitter. I, go, I don't do the twitters." Um, but yeah, here's my email. So thank yeah. you, Mark. From Adamstown. Good on you, man. Fantastic. So if <laughs> anyone else out there is listening and has got um, something they want to call Simon that's, I was going to say printable, but it's not printable. It's over the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead. Or if you want to uh, tweet something to me, that's fine as well. Um, just a general reminder, though, for everyone that is raving about Simon and how good he is, uh, it will remind you about the first season when Mitchell Pierce. I just yeah, every yeah, now and again that, when your head gets a little bit that, big, I yeah. like to bring Mitchell Pierce into it, and yeah. the fact that we had to do the interview twice just just brings me back down to earth. That one. <laughs> Although, in in your defence, it's never happened again. It's never happened again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. say they say you've got to, um, you know, you've got to go through the bad times. To one absolute shocker, and then and yeah. then you can yeah, then you could. I also answered a hey idiot just in case. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not surprised. You'd probably get that a bit. There. Probably get that at home a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the home one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, idea. Oh well, okay. Look, it's a big week, really big week for the Newcastle Knights. Um, not just because of their sixth straight win at the weekend, last weekend against the Bulldogs, uh, forty-two to six. They flogged the Bulldogs. That's a hundred and eight to six. Um, against the Bulldogs this season in the two games. So, uh, yeah, as we said, six straight win. Uh, the girls had a big win over the previously unbeaten Titans. It was a big day, actually, for the Knights at <coughs> McDonald Jones Stadium because the uh, the Knights' New South Wales Cup team, the reserve grade team, knocked over the Bulldogs as well, who were coming second. I think the Knights were second last, but um, the Bulldogs were coming second. So the, the Knights had a big win there. So three wins in a row for, um, or in on the day for the Newcastle Knights last weekend, the sixth, as I mentioned, the sixth win in a row. And a huge, another huge weekend coming up because they've got South Sydney on uh, on Sunday, two o'clock game. The girls take on the Roosters. Bit of a grudge match there with uh, Millie Boyle playing for the Roosters, uh, the former Newcastle player. So uh, it's going to be a big, big day. 2 p.m., as I said, for the NRL game. Uh, interestingly enough, and I'm not sure about this, but uh, on the Knights' website, they say that the Knights and the Broncos in the in the girls' game kicks off at 12.03. 12.03? So I'm not sure about the 03, but anyway, it's around about midday, put it that way. <laughs> so I reckon if you get there at midday, you might have to wait three minutes for the kickoff. But and not uh, a second later. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it'll be a, a huge, um, another huge day. It's going to be a sellout crowd um, there um, on on the weekend, I was talking to CEO Phil Gardner on um, Sunday, 
not long after the Knights beat the Bulldogs, and he said then that the game will sell out on the Tuesday, uh, presumably all the Wednesday of this week, which it has done. Um, so enormous interest. South always bring a whole heap. Uh, I think 2011 was the last time there was a sellout game, a Knights sellout game. It was Adam McDougall's last game. Uh, just over 30,000 there. They won't get that many there this time because uh, the police don't allow it. I think they only allow probably 29 and a half or something like that in, in the um, in the stadium. So that'll be about the crowd in, you know, somewhere between 29 and 30,000, I would imagine, if, if, if it's a good day and everyone turns up, which I'm sure they will. Huge day for, a huge game for the Knights. They've got to keep winning. They're still seventh, but uh, they lose to South. They could drop out of the eight again and then they'll have two must-win games, presumably, um, to follow. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be a great occasion. Obviously, Latrell Mitchell coming back to Newcastle always plays well against the Knights, generally, in Latrell, and they've been in a bit of a, little bit of a form slump south. Uh, one, one last weekend, but they're not playing great, but... Um, Got a feeling the big crowd and and uh, a bit of criticism of the of the bunnies might bring the best out of Latrell Mitchell um, and Cody Walker for that matter. There are other real danger man. So <clears throat> hopefully the Knights are are up for it. Obviously um, at this stage we don't know whether Jackson Hastings will play. Um, came That's right because he went down with that yeah um, came ankle off, injury. Came off yeah. with a, a and he's had obviously the drama last year with the broken leg and the ankle drama. Um, and everybody feared the worst on on Sunday, to be honest. But um, the actual scans were pretty good. Um, so that's like yeah, I saw the footage of that this morning. I thought, Jesus. Yeah, it didn't look great, did it? He was in yeah. a bit of fair, fair bit of pain, but he's got a he's got he's a. Meant uh, to go turn that way. No, yeah. and he got a, he's got a plate in there as well. So that's um, yeah, a bit of pain with it. But as I say, not not as bad as what a lot of people thought okay, well, he's going to be out for the season, but um, he's an outside chance of playing. They'll give him right up until, I presume, at this stage, right up until um, kickoff, probably to play, but they won't risk him either if he's uh, not 100%. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, a bit closer to game time whether Jackson Hastings plays or not, but uh, he'll be a big out if he doesn't play. But um, Newcastle on a big roll and very confident, playing well, not getting ahead of themselves, though, and... and um, yeah, it should be a big, big occasion there on Sunday. All right, we got the the mailbag, the Twitter mailbag uh, to follow. But uh, after this, we'll be chatting to. Well, he's a he's an interesting character actually. He's the Knights five eighth Tyson Gamble. Back after this. We're recording this. Here he is, Renault. Hey, Phil. Hey, Buzz. Are we on? Are we recording? You're ready for us, are you? I am, mate. If you're ready, we can call me back. Oh, we are sort of recording, but I've, I've got a little intro to read first before... Uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess this week, Knights prop, Daniel Safiti, Nathan Ross, Jared Mullen, Anthony Seabold, Jaden Braley. It's a great privilege to have uh, Tim Zhu. Mark Hughes. Hello, Hughesy. Mitchell Pierce, the greatest knight of all time. Paul Harrigan, good morning. Kurt Gidley, welcome to the podcast, kids. The one and only Kirk Reynolds. And hello, Reno. Mate, I've been waiting my whole life for this, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today, well, he's, I guess you could call him a little bit of a, a late developer. Um, he's 27. He's played, uh, what, 44 NRL games to date. He's, uh, he's in form. 
He's the Newcastle 5'8". Goes by the nickname of Punter, for obvious reasons, given his surname. Uh, Tyson Gamble. How are you, Tyson? I'm well, mate. I'm well. How are you? Very well, very well. You, you um, like a bit of a flutter on the horses, or is it all because of your surname? Just because of my surname, mate. I, I like to have a punt, yeah. but I'm, I'm awful. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocker, mate. I couldn't... I don't know. I couldn't tip, a, couldn't tip um, anything at the moment. Anyway. Oh, that's okay. That's okay, mate. Um, congratulations on your on your form at the moment. I thought um, I don't know. I haven't seen. I probably haven't seen closely all your NRL games, but I reckon if you've played better than you played at the weekend against the Dogs, I'd be surprised. Uh, two tries, um, one of the stars of of the game. You'd be pretty happy with the way you're going. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's been a good year for myself. I think I sort of had a few games through the middle of the season there that I probably wasn't playing very well, but. Um, yeah, I think I've found some form at the right end of the year and hopefully you can bring it, in, bring it into this week's game against South. And I mentioned the two tries, but I reckon um, if if I was to look at your performance, I would, I'd would i say your defence on, on kick-out probably impressed me and maybe the coaches probably more than the fact that you scored a double. Yeah, exactly. I think um, defensively is, is, a, is a part of my game that I keep improving week in, week out. I've been doing a lot of work um, with Rory cross Jason there um, at training, um, after training, just to help better myself and in getting into contact, sticking into contact. And, yeah, it, it's sort of shown over the last few weeks. I've tried to cut my missed tackles down by a fair bit, but the weekend's job against kick was one that I sort of had to circle on the calendar and make sure I had a had a fair grasp on what I wanted to do. And, yeah, I'd like to think I did a fairly, fairly decent job on him. Yeah, you did, mate. And you're not a noted try scorer either, are you? No, not at all, mate. Well, as, as you said at the start, I think I've played 44 NRL games now um, and seven tries, and six of them have come from this year. So I'm, I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. You mate. are on a roll. That's that's great going. Mate, um, I guess a little bit about your background. You're, you're, you're from Brisbane. You're born in Brisbane, um, but you made your NRL debut, would you believe, in, in Sydney with the, with the West Tigers. I think you're a um, – well, a – you're not a red. Are you a Dolphins junior, or you you came into the Dolphin system um, as a teenager, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I moved to the Dolphins when I was 15 and played there. Uh, Cyril Connell, which I think is Harold Matz in yep. Sydney. Yeah, yep, something like that. The under 16s. Yeah, that's when I first moved to Redcliffe. Tell us about um, the the move to to the Tigers, the West Tigers. I think you um, you signed. Basically, with the Tigers, what the middle of 2017, I think you'd basically you'd only come into the Dolphins uh, Queensland Cup team that season. So it was only after a handful of games, wasn't it, in the seniors? Yeah, so I'd played um, five cup games before I'd signed with the Tigers. So it did all really quick for me mm. um, doing something like that. But um, it was awesome. The move to Sydney was definitely daunting. It was the first time I had moved out of home or. So um, that was a rude shot. You don't realize how much your parents really do for you until you move out. You have to learn how to cook yourself, do all your own washing, clean it up. So I, did, I definitely didn't handle that too well at the start, but uh, it was good. I, I enjoyed the move. Um, I signed under Ivan Cleary his first year then. Um, he improved the club that year, but unfortunately he left to Penrith at the end of that off season. And my following year at the Tigers, I had a, a mid-season switch to the Broncos. Yeah, okay. Well, you played one NRL game 
um, with, yes, the, with the Tigers, which is round 15. And I don't know whether this is right or not, but somebody tells me that um, um, the Tigers, as most clubs do, um, flew your parents down to, to watch your NRL game, but they only saw half the game because they got kicked out at half time. Is that true? Yeah, mate, it is true. It is true. Believe it or not, it's probably a good thing because our first half of, the, of that game was really good. I think we went into to the into the sheds 12-10 up um, and then – Was, it, ga- was it against the Raiders, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was. Um, but we uh, ended up losing that one quite convincingly, I think. So what did your parents do to get kicked out? They um, didn't streak or anything? Honest, I'm not, no, definitely not. <laughs> well, maybe potentially too many beers, I think. <laughs> That was the that's that's the rumor going around. So I think it's something like that. But yeah, no, it was a good one for them to miss. I think the rest of that second half. So it was a bit disappointing, obviously not being able to see your parents after my debut. But um, I had my partner there and my brother still. So at least I got to see some family. Okay, so they, uh, your parents saw your best bits anyway. That's the main thing. I yeah, guess. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and you mentioned you went back to. Um, what mid-season? What 2019? You went back to to Redcliffe, or you went back to the Broncos? Uh, I think you might have signed. Did you sign a development deal with the Broncos initially? I signed a uh, train and trial deal for the first uh, for the rest of the season, and then the following year I signed a development deal there. Okay, so you had you end up having what three seasons um, at the Broncos? I think um, yeah. yep. twenty four games all up. Um, yeah, I do remember vividly one of your 24 games at the Broncos. It would have been last season, I reckon. Uh, mid-season, Broncos in Newcastle. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and we talk, I remember that one. Yeah, I bet you do. We talk about um, the fans loving you, or the, New- the Knights fans, mate, taking, you know, well, they love you now. Um, of course, you're on their side, obviously. But um, tell us about last season, because I vividly remember... Uh, your face flashing up on the screen after you might have taken a bit of a dive in, and to get a penalty, and and uh, I reckon there was uh, there was only fourteen thousand people there that day, but I reckon thirteen and a half thousand booed. Um, yeah, yeah, for you, sure, mate. You remember was, that? Uh, yeah, I definitely do. It's um, something I spoke about when I first come to the club. Actually, I uh, put a kick up last tackle, and JSAF come through and half hit me late, but I sort of laid on the ground and tried to milk a penalty, and believe it or not, I got one. Um, and then as soon as I got the penalty, I jumped straight back up, big smile on my face, real happy about it. And the whole crowd everywhere around me just, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of booing. That was the loudest the crowd got that night. <laughs> but I probably well deserved that I, that I booed, but no, nah, it's, it's good to be in Newcastle now. I let JSAF know about that as soon as I met him. Milk that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the move to Newcastle? I understand that um, when when you got here, and, and you might tell us, you know, about your experience about Newcastle and, and the fact that you, when you did get here, you didn't know a single player in the night squad, did you? No, not at all. So it's one of the few teams I, uh, a player or sort of had a, had a deal in with a player before. So... I was pretty pretty nervous actually coming down here, but the first day I got here, my partner and I obviously had no cooking utensils or anything like that. So we went out for dinner, and um, I actually met Adam Clune and Phoenix Crossland that night, as well as KP. So sort of break the ice and know a couple people or had met a couple people before training started. But yeah, it was a very move for myself, but um, I sort of looked at it as it's more of an opportunity to play footy and 
most footy teams are the same. You always get along with your teammates. It might take a few weeks to, to get to know each other. Had you seen much of Newcastle before you came down? I mean, you basically when you come here to play, you sort of it's a bit of a fleeting look, and you're on the plane again, and away way way you go home. Did you did yeah, you know so much about Newcastle? I had never been to Newcastle before the game. I played here, um, and because because I think we kicked off at about eight o'clock at night, we had a lot of time during the day to sort of go look around. So me and one of my Broncos teammates from um, Newcastle beat. Bogey hole. Yeah. That's down there. And yeah, I was just sort of just fell in love with the place. I've never really lived too close to the beach before or sort of coastal. And I knew my partner liked or wanted to live down sort of near the beach as well. And it was just a move that um, sort of worked out, I guess. I, I while I was in Newcastle and sort of said to him, mate, if there's anything ever that comes from Newcastle, bring it up to me straight away because I'd love to live here. And then sort of six months later, I had signed. So. Yeah, I guess I sort of spoke it into existence. I think. <laughs> did you, you did you still have a year to go on your contract at the Broncos, or were you off contract? Uh, no, I had a year to go on my yeah. Brisbane contract, but so, it was um, the club and myself was sort of a, a mutual agreement. I think I was. They had a plan to go with Ezra and Renault the next year, and I was, and they sort of just said, "Anything out there for yourself, um, we won't stand in your way." So, I mean, it's it's. I'm very thankful that for the. That for me, they didn't have to. They could have kept me on the books, obviously, to be a backup, but they were honest with me and I'm very appreciative. It's worked out well for me. Mate, your phone's dropping in and out a little bit, so if you can try and keep still, you, uh, um, as still as you can, in a good spot, yeah. maybe it might, yeah, okay. might be better. Um, yeah, it's here a bit better. I'll, I'll just move a yeah, little bit outside. That's perfect so far. That's perfect. Okay, sweet. sweet. Um, as far as I remember talking to um, Clint Zammett, after you were announced as as signing uh, the the Knights uh, head of recruitment at the time, and he yeah. asked asking him basically why he'd signed you, and straight away he said we need competitors. The Knights need competitors, and you don't get a better competitor than Tyson Gamble. Um, is that partly what you base your game on, or that that's just part of your nature, that competitiveness? Uh, I think- Majority of my game would be based around that, mate. Like I've never been the most skillful half that you'll see coming out, coming out. Um, I don't have, I'm not the quickest, but I think I rely on a lot of the effort areas. Like I'll, I want to be there in defence. I want to help my teammates. I want to do all the little dirty things that nobody really talks about or really looks at. Um, and that's, I think that's a lot of what rugby league's based on. Like you've got to um, nail the the. I guess the one percenters that people talk about, you've probably heard around footy a lot. The things that just sort of don't get a stat line uh, are the things I try to pride myself on. So everything else can sort of flow off the back of that. And if I know I get my effort areas right, then um, footy becomes easy for me. What about your mindset coming into the season, mate? Because obviously the club had signed Jackson Hastings and all the talk was around KP moving to to 5'8". Did you come here... um, expecting to be a backup or what how did you approach the season um yeah to be honest with you i i had signed and then i had started seeing all the things about kp potentially um moving to 58 and my whole career mates i've had to fight for positions so it was never going to be something that i wasn't sort of used to um and caleb being the player he is it's if he wants to play 5'8", mate, he's got to play 5'8". So I knew that was the case 
coming into preseason. That's why I said to Adam sort of as soon as I'd met him that I, I'm happy to play through the middle, mate. I'm happy to be your 14. Like I'm happy to play anywhere you need me to. I just, yeah, just give play. you a bit of preseason there and there. I just want to be in your 17 week in, week out. Mm. How, how was your preseason? Because there was a little bit of speculation about your leg and, and um, maybe had, I don't know, it was a hairline fracture or a fracture there that um, sort of restricted you a little bit. Um, I think it might have restricted you in the army camp, did it? You got out of a bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, halfway through last year at Brisbane, I found out I have a have a stress fracture in my shin. Um, and it's not a, a common injury to get in rugby league. So we sort of freaked out a little bit. I uh, had to go see a few surgeons to get cleared to play footy again. Um, and it, it, it all did work out in my favour, but obviously with the off-season being the way it is and not training as hard, um, when I come back to preseason, I sort of had to work my way into the running loads because I my shin just couldn't handle sort of doing a couple of Ks a week to eight to ten that we were getting in the preseason. So, um, and the club was really worked really well with me for that. So um, I'm grateful for them. And yeah, the army camp it was sort of good to get out of a bit of that. To be honest, <laughs> that was hard. That looked very hard. But um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, if we do it again next year, I might have to milk the shin a bit more. <laughs> is it tr- is it true that you basically got down here to start training, and they took you back up to Brisbane v- virtually the, in the next few days or something because the camp was on that you didn't know about? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So I'd moved down two weeks before uh, the season started, our uh, preseason started. Sorry, we had day one testing where we run our one point two time trial and do a bit of a lift, and then the next day we were back off to Brisbane. So <laughs> it was yeah, it. Uh, Bit, bit of a full circle moment for me, but no, it was good to it was good to do the army camp straight off the bat. I think because you're sort of forced to get to know your other teammates. You're you're sitting there, you got no phones, you you're working hard together, you get no sleep. You're sort of breaking some of those walls down that it usually take a little bit longer to do. So well, I definitely had to get out of my comfort zone a lot quicker. And yeah, it it worked out well for me because as soon as the following week when we we're back at training, I felt a lot more comfortable. Um, having a chat with the boys and getting to know them and going out to coffee and stuff. So it was definitely a smart move from the club. And we used a lot of the things from that army camp, even to the last week's game against the dogs. So it was definitely something that um, we we still utilise as a team. What, what about your personality, Tyson? I mean, people, people, you hear when your name comes up, people say, well, if he's on your side, then... You know, he, the teammates love him, but the opposition hate him. And if he's a Knights, well, you are a Knights player, the Knights fans love you, but every other fan in the comp hates you. Is, is that is that how you perceive yourself? Is that what it's like? Oh, I, I do see that a fair bit over through social media and stuff, but um, I think I've built that reputation just because I don't really take a backward step. I mean, when you get on that footy field, it's – your team versus the other team so it's sort of a, it's a battle every tackle every yeah kick day so I, I just try to put my best foot forward aim every play of every game and I know sometimes I can sort of get a bit carried away things a little bit too far but again mate, I'm just competing out there it's it, it, it wouldn't I wouldn't be being myself if I wasn't doing that so I've got to stay true to who I am um, I'm a competitor and I know, yeah, sometimes I rub people the wrong way with some of the things I do, but I genuinely like to think I'm a good person off the field. I'm not I'm not always a wanker, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
few of my teammates were a bit shocked at how how different I am off the field. So, yeah, I'm not always like that. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, mate. I eh? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. It's part of, as you say, it's part of your makeup. It's that competitiveness and and um, getting in the face of the opposition. And you know, I, we all love that. That's that's sensational. And that's why that's why Knights fans have quickly started to uh, really like you, even though they yeah, probably didn't la- last yeah, year. I was just about to say they were well, well, quick quick to hate me last year once I played here, but. I'm glad I've uh, changed the tune on a few of them, and um, yeah, they're they're in my corner now. Mate, if 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 I'm looking for a similar player to you, I'm I'm looking probably at someone who's just retired, Josh Reynolds, who was, whose nickname was Grub, by the way, um, as you would know. Um, he strikes me as someone that um, plays or used to play similar to you. He he was a, just a real competitor who got in the face of the opposition and. You know, didn't mind putting a little bit in each tackle. You know, if 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 it uh, if it was called for. Um, did you get to even play with him at at the Tigers when you were there, or was he? Where was he? He might have been at the Dogs then, was he? No. So his first year at the Tigers was my first year at the Tigers. As okay. Well. So I got to spend a lot of time with Grubby um, in that preseason. I think just the way he handled himself on and off the field um, was something that I I enjoyed. Like I was. I was a big fan of his growing up. Um, the way he played was something that I knew I could sort of emulate. It was I just I just enjoyed how com- how much he competed. He always wanted to be in everything. He was the first person there to stand up for his teammate, and yeah, I, I loved him. I loved playing with him. I, I never really got the chance to play an NRL game with him, but um, yeah, it's it's something that I'll sort of hold close to me because it's, as you said, I play, we play a very similar style. So it would have been nice to play him this year when we, when we played the dogs earlier in the year, but um, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. What about the, the form of the team, mate? Obviously um, KP was playing six there at one stage and, and, but when he, when he was out there early in the season, you, you'd formed a really good partnership with, with uh, Jacko in, in the halves and obviously when it came time to to maybe moving KP back to, back to uh, back to fullback, um, the coaches would have known straight away. Well, you're you're going to slot in at five eight. You must be um, you must be wrapped, and the team must be wrapped in the the six game winning streak, and and the fact that um, you know the 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 wobbles, well, particularly the Parramatta game, I guess, uh, is in the past, and and there's a, you're playing with a lot of confidence. The team's playing with a lot of confidence. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's um it's a good feeling around the club at the moment. Obviously, winning winning games definitely helps. But um, I think having the same team on the field consistently, like we haven't had touch wood, we haven't had too many serious injuries this year. Obviously, lo- losing Jaden Braley earlier in the season re- sort of hurt us. But I think Phoenix has really put his hand up and he's doing an outstanding job for us at nine and playing through the middle there. But I think everybody's... Um, confidence at the moment is is sort of skyrocketing. As I said, we've been we've kept the same team on the field for a little bit, so we're building those sort of small combinations defensively with the footy. Um, and yeah, it's shown in our footy. Obviously, the last couple of weeks we've played some really good footy and we've gotten to six in a row, but um, we're still not uh, locked into the eight yet. So three more games to go, though. Three more wins would be nice. Big one on Sunday against South Sydney. Um, you'll be up against. Um, Cody Walker, um, yeah, it doesn't get more massive. It's going to be a sellout crowd, mate. You won't won't probably have played before twenty nine and a half, nearly thirty thousand people before, but that's what the crowd will be on 
on Sunday. It must be uh, that, that that obviously something you're looking forward to big time. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, all the um, all our home games this year have been absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. We've had, I think, I think our Penrith game that we had here where we lost by a point. That Newcastle chant at the end of the game after we had lost was was unreal, mate. It's not something that you, you sort of get your, your fans doing after a loss, but to know that they're behind us and they're, they're proud of the way we're playing footy at the moment, it, it gives us a, a massive boost when we're playing at home. We we love playing here. Obviously, we get three sort of games the back end of the year to, to perform in front of our home fans and no better game than South. I think we're sitting seven and eighth on the ladder at the moment, both fighting to stay in contention for the, for the eight. So it'll be a cracker of a game and yeah, hopefully get one over Cody Walker would be nice. Yeah. Well, what about a, another 38-metre field goal from yourself at some point in the season? Is that possible, do you reckon? Oh, I'd, I'd like lo- position. I'd, hope, I'd like that we'd be able to uh, win by a bit more than that. But um, we do a lot of practice um, throughout training. Um, myself, Jacko, Kalen, about setting up where we want to get to on the field if, if that situation does come. So... At the end of the day, if it, if it happens, mate, I'll be ready. Um, hopefully, it's in like it did last time. Well, last time we thought it was the winner, the match winner, and and unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way against Penrith. Yeah, it was a it was a very disappointing. Oh, I, I want to say dis- and sort of take it to the to the top teams. It, it's a really good feeling, but it would have been nice to get that one over there. Um, I think I think we had scored more tries there, but we just didn't kick our goals. So I think us a little bit this year not just in that game but uh it's yeah it's a tough one to to cop that loss to Penrith it would have been premiers but again it's the game of 80 minutes and they got they got Nathan Cleary kicked that field goal to tie it up and then yeah they started that extra time with I think a 60 meter set off the kickoff and yeah you can't be giving Nathan Cleary too much time there because he's He's bloody good at kicking field goals. Mm, he is, mate. You, you mentioned Rory Cross Jason before and what he's done for your defence and you've been working with him closely. What about um, what about the attack, mate? What, what sort of an influence has Blake Green been, the Knights' assistant, on, on the attacking structures that are working so well for the team? I think he's been... I've lost you again, mate. I think a lot of the players that... Uh, a lot of players would be used to. So a bit in pre-season, it was... It sort of rocks or diamonds for us. We didn't really know if it was going to work. We had a lot of the boys swapping in and out of different positions, trying to get our heads around it. So it was a bit confusing in preseason. It probably wasn't there uh, the first few rounds. But um, it's everything's clicking on all cylinders at the moment. He's changed the way that the Knights attack and how we attack as a team. And it's I think it's a lot different to what most teams will be facing. So yeah, it's, a, it's a massive credit to Greeny. He's a real smart attack coach. And, yeah, it's it's a credit to my game because he, he works really Jacko and understands what we do well. So he doesn't try to make us do things that we're not comfortable with or, or don't feel like we can do well. And as a half, that's what you want. You want to be playing confidently 24-7. And I think that's what Jacko and I have been doing the last sort of uh, two, three months. What about off the field, mate, away from the footy? What are you getting up to in Newcastle? Uh, just, oh, at, through the been doing too much, mate. But pre-season when it was a bit more warm, my partner and I were sort of going down the Central Coast. We've sort of just been stopping in at different beaches everywhere, here, there and everywhere. Um, I've had family come down a bit throughout the season, which has been good. But, um, yeah, just focusing on footy at the moment, mate. I've um, 
yeah, I just want to. I just want to have a really good year of footy down here first. Uh, maybe do some extracurricular stuff next year, and maybe um, stay in Newcastle a bit long term if you can. Oh, it would be it'd be ideal too, mate. Obviously, I signed a two year deal, so I've got next year already um, signed for. But yeah, I, I, if the club's willing to have me, mate, I'd love to be here long term. It's it's a it's not just about footy for me. Like the lifestyle of living in Newcastle has been awesome for me and my partner. So when you're happy outside of footy, I think as well, everything's a bit more comfortable, you're a bit more relaxed. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to stay here, mate, for as long as possible. Well, mate, I can guarantee you that the um, the feeling's mutual with, with the fans. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're enjoying um, Tyson Gamble. They're probably a little bit surprised, um, you know, how well you've been going um, given given um, you know probably your lack of footy or lack of NRL footy uh, coming into this season but you I think you've already played what 19 games 19 games this year and um, yeah you've been going going really well and and the fans love you which is which is really good yeah it's a, it's it's a good feeling knowing the fans have your back mate um, I've got to know a few of them a few of our members that come to each and every home game they come to training sessions so it's it's a good feeling knowing that I guess you, your fans are behind you. Um, I've had some really nice messages over Instagram and stuff that I see. Uh, it's yeah, it is a really good feeling knowing that your 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 town's behind you and supports you through everything. And I'm just glad that I'm playing good footy for them. Obviously, I haven't had a great few years the nights, and we've had a bit of an up and down season this year. But we're finishing strong, and hopefully, we can finish the the rest of the the year strong and play some finals footy for them. And yeah, not just bow out in week one if we do. Hopefully take it a, a few weeks. Or maybe win the comp, final. mate. Win the comp. Yeah. Well, I can, get, nice, I, I can, nice. I can guarantee you, mate, there's no one around thinks you're a wanker. Put it that way. <laughs> maybe not Newcastle, mate. We'll, we'll ask a few well, other towns. It doesn't matter outside Newcastle. It doesn't matter. Yeah, very true. Very true. Good on you, Tyson, mate. I really appreciate your time. And, and um, good luck on, on Sunday against the Rabbitohs. And, and best of luck for the rest of the season. Oh, you're a legend, mate. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tyson. See you, mate. See you, mate. There he is, Tyson Gamble. Um, and as I said, he's what, 27 years of age. Um, probably hadn't, well, he hadn't established himself in the NRL prior to this season. He had a, some seasons, well, three or four seasons in, in Brisbane where he was sort of a bits, bits and pieces player. I think he might have played 13 NRL games in 2021. But um, struggled to um, really establish himself. But he's um, taking his chances here at the Knights. Um, and obviously the move from Carlin Ponga but from 5 back to fullback. He's, um, he's come in there and, and uh, made, made the number six jersey his own. So he's going to be very important for the Knights leading into the, uh, leading into the semifinals. Okay, the Twitter mailbag. Here we go. Corey Tutt, if the Knights are under the cap as in the salary cap, are there any recruitment targets for 2025? Oh, look, I'm sure they're looking at 2025. There's a, a few players off contract at the end of next year. Uh, I'm not sure of the actual number, but there's quite a few. Obviously, Bradman Best, uh, Dane Gagai, there's there's quite a number of players that are coming off contract at the end of 25. Whether they're actually um, looking too far ahead, I think they're still chasing or they are still chasing a couple of uh players a winger maybe two wingers for next season 
Um, so I think they're more concentrating on that at the moment. And they'll also have some players like Tyson Gamble who will be off at the end of 2024 who they'll want to keep, presumably. Uh, it's quite a few of those. So I'm uh, not sure that um, there's some massive recruitment targets out there. But, um, yeah, m- more probably shoring up the players that they've got and maybe adding one or two down the track. Um, at Brookie Hater, any update on Phoenix and Tyson? Well, yeah, a bit of talk after the game on last Sunday about uh, Phoenix Crossland's um, fitness and Tyson Frizzell's fitness. Obviously, Tyson had his ankle strapped pretty heavily during the game. I think it's more something that he just manages. Um, he's, he's often struggles with his ankles. Phoenix obviously took that big hit from from Kikau and, and um, yeah, the general bumps and bruises. I saw both of them after the game and neither of them looked like they were going to be in any danger of not playing this weekend. I think Phoenix actually was given an early mark uh, by the coaching staff. He gets knocked around a fair bit uh, the way he plays. So, But uh, I'm sure they'll be raring to go on Sunday. Uh, Josh Watson, do you see Dylan Lucas being made into the Fitzy mould? I know Kai Pierce paul is coming from England, but he may need some bench time to start his career in the NRL. Lucas is looking the goods at left back rower in the New South Wales Cup. Yeah, look, um, Dylan Lucas, I think he scored a hat-trick last weekend in the, in the big win over Canterbury. Um, he is going very well. He's a former centre. A lot of... Lot of sort of bigger centres end up in the back row and he's one of them. The Knights have obviously believed that um, that's where his future lies. They've just re-signed him for two more years. I, I think there's every chance that um, Dylan Lucas could initially fill um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's left back row spot next season. Certainly he'll be competing for that uh, spot and there's no guarantee, as you say, that Kai Pierce-Paul will be ready um, you know, to, to sort of slot in straight away next season. Um, so a bit of competition there, and I wouldn't sort of uh, rule Dylan Lucas out because he's, he's certainly uh, come along big time in the last 12 months or so. Uh, Tom Binky, do you see Miles Martin forcing his way into the 17 in 2024 also what's his reservations about signing an extension? Yeah, Miles Martin... Um, I think uh, he's only, what, 19, uh, played SG Ball earlier. There's Captain SG Ball. He's now playing, um, I think he's playing Jersey Flag at the moment. Um, he's in the top 30 next year. He's a lock forward, um, a bit of a bushy, comes from Bathurst. Um, played a little bit of footy at Parramatta before coming up here because he didn't like Sydney life much um, from all reports. Uh, and, look, he's a priority for the Knights uh, down the track at this stage, um, he he signed until the end of next year and and may test the market come November. Um, I think his father's maybe looking at um, him testing the market and seeing where he's at. But um, as far as breaking into the top seventeen next year, may maybe a little bit early, but wouldn't surprise me given um, another off season. If um, he, if he was someone that could debut at the back end of next year, um, depending on injuries, and that sort of thing. But um, certainly a, a lot of promise and uh, New South Wales under-19s this year. 
Um, yeah, the club thinks very highly of Miles Martin, so uh, it's not out of the question that he could play NRL at some stage next year. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, red and blue blood. Baz, on a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 being the best, how bloody tough is Crossland? I reckon he's an 11. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, he, hey, I agree, mate. He he um he got smashed by Kickow in that in that tackle. Got sort of blindsided a little bit by the by the tackle, and uh, he was only down for a split second and was straight back up again. Uh, he would have rattled his rib cage the tackle, but um, yeah, look, he's he's as tough as they come, um, Phoenix. And uh, as I say, he earned, earned a bit of a bit of an early mark probably because of all those bumps and bruises, but uh, you can bet your life he had a smile on his face after the game, so uh, he'll be back um, this week doing it all again. Uh, Still red and blue blood. Another one. Another one from me. Sorry, Baz. Why do you think Crossland went back to hooker? Team looked very out of touch with the the football. Man at hooker, Crossland at halfback. Oh, look, I I just think at the end there, I I think KP came off was given an early mark as well at the back end. I think uh, a bit of shuffling in and around the, the team there. Obviously, when um, when uh, Jackson Hastings went off, I think uh, Crossland went to halfback and Mann came on and played a bit of hooker. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think the teams, even though Kurt Mann, you know, has done a great job when he comes on, I, I don't know that his service from dummy half is as good as Crossland. Um, well, I don't think it is full stop. Um, so, and Kurt can play sort of that middle role, in the 13, if Elliot's not out there as well. So a bit of chopping and changing probably towards the back end of the, the game with, uh, you know, with the game well in the bag. So that's probably accounts for that. Um, David Balfour, business end of tipping comp. Am I taking the Knights this weekend, mate? <laughs> not sure why you're asking me about tipping, David, because I'm, probably second or third last, I think, in the Herald tipping competition. Although I did tip the round last weekend along with 95% of other people that did in the tipping competition. It was probably the easiest round to tip ever, I reckon, last weekend. Is McKinney still running it? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He'll probably win too, I'd say, even yeah, though he's yeah, coming yeah. fourth or fifth at the moment. There's, there'll be a bit of rorting going on there at the back end, I reckon. <laughs> investigation. Yeah. Investigation. Yes, investigation. <laughs> um. David, look, I, I think it depends where you're coming in your tipping comp, mate. Yeah, there's, there's my answer to you. Um, I'm, I'm going to tip the Knights, not with any great confidence because I just think that at some point Luttrell and Cody Walker are going to um, find something and we just got to hope that it's not this weekend. But I'm, I'm tipping the Knights this weekend. If Yeah, look, it's a hard one, I reckon. Um, if, if you can leave it till the last minute... Um, and maybe Jackson Hastings doesn't play, which is probably what's going to happen. But if he doesn't play when, and you're up up the top in your tipping competition, maybe you might think of um, going for the Bunnies. But I know you're a Knights fan, so I think you probably should stick solid, mate, to be honest. Um, anyway, we'll see. Daniel Adamson. Baz, does Newcastle go on to win the comp now? <laughs> well, we'd like to think so, Daniel. We'd really like to think so, but they've got a bit of work to do yet. Um, maybe they've got to win about 11 or 12 straight to win the comp, but um, I haven't counted the games. But, um, yeah, look, 
they're certainly playing well enough to to compete against any team in the competition. Uh, I think they've proven that. They've competed against Penrith. They should have won that game. They went up to Brisbane and, and should have won that game, I reckon. It was only the last probably 10 minutes, um, or not even 10 minutes, that they um, they let the Broncos off the hook there. So And they've beaten Melbourne. Um, they're playing well. So they're playing the sort of footy that if they can keep it together and stay injury-free, um, then uh, who knows? But um, Certainly a lot better chance of winning the comp now than they were eight weeks ago, put it that way. Daniel, uh, this one from David. Wouldn't they be better off starting with the coach and counting down from 17 to 1 when doing the player uh, introductions at the ground? Imagine how pumped up the crowd would be that way. Okay, so you want them to start from uh, announcing the coach first, then the 17 down to 1, which would be Kalen Ponga. Yeah. Oh, look, David, um, does it really matter? I know what you're saying, but um, I don't know that it really matters. I'm, I'm not sure that's the, um, the most um, important thing we've got to think, worry about this week leading into the South Sydney game. Uh, Ex-Hull Kiwi, one of the great night supporters, lives in Melbourne, goes to every game, doesn't matter where it is. Um, not sure what she does for a living, actually, but uh, she must do all right. Or she, either that or she spends every... Last cent on support, <laughs> um, supporting the Knights because she is a and a fantastic to the point where she'll even travel to watch the lower grades play. Um, fantastic supporter. Uh, this from her: the member appreciation round has left me feeling more taken for granted than appreciated. Any hope of the club resurrecting the members' season launch and other members' events? P.S. How good is six in a row? Yeah, look, the the Knights had a members' appreciation round last weekend, or last, sorry, Sunday at the game, basically. Uh, had a lot of stuff uh, for members at the game. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I don't doubt that I reckon the club could be doing a bit more. Maybe the marketing people at the Knights need to be um, maybe a little bit more, I won't say active because I'm sure they're active, but um, I reckon I reckon. Uh, well, I, I think a members season launch or some sort of a members uh, specific um, function with the players. Um, I think that's imperative that they should be doing that. I'm not sure exactly what they do, but um, yeah, the more they can do for the members, I, I don't think the Knights membership is as high as what it has been in the past. So um, the more they can do for the members, the better. So I don't necessarily disagree. Uh, Daz Mackay, will the club look at signing Jason Saab from Manly? Obviously not as strong uh, on uh, of a ball carrier as Dom Young, but is as fast and as tall as Dom. Uh, Daz, no, they won't be looking at Jason Saab at Manly. Jason Saab, I think, is on a four-year deal at Manly, so I don't think there's any question that he'll be released. Um, so he won't be someone that they're looking at. Uh, Daz Mackay, oh, still Daz again. Are the Knights wearing the orange mining jersey this weekend? I'm not sure, Daz. That's an interesting question because I got, had a feeling that um, the South Sydney game may have been the the uh, annual miners jersey or miners game, but um, just not sure. Um, I think fans will probably hope that it's not because um, you know, we generally 
seem to not play that great with the Miners jersey on, although I think the record is probably better than what people make out make it out to be. But, yeah, I haven't heard. I, I've got a feeling that it's the that it's the mining round this weekend. Um, so if it is, then obviously they will be wearing the uh, the orange jersey. So I guess, uh, yeah, I haven't haven't checked that one out. So I have to wait and see. Sorry, Daz, I can't help you there, but you'll know Sunday, mate, um, probably before then. Eddie the Cat. <laughs> I think we can beat South with Jacko rested. Prefer to having him fit for the following two weeks if required. Yeah, I'm a little bit with you, Eddie. I think if... Um, if if there's even the slightest risk of playing um, uh, Jackson Hastings against South on the weekend, they shouldn't be taking it. I'm sure they won't. Uh, I'm sure they won't take it. They've got Adam Clune ready to slot in. I would imagine that, um, yeah, he'd have to convince quite a few people that he's okay if um, uh, for for him to play, even though it is an important game. But if you uh, if you bring him back and he's not quite right and he does something more substantial, then, um, yeah, you might lose him for the rest of it. So, as I say, there'll be people there, the medical staff, the coaching staff, will make sure that the right decision is made around uh, Jackson Hastings. Uh, Batsy85, when was the last sellout, Baz? Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. I think it was 2011, uh, Adam McDougall's last game. It was against South Sydney. Um, And from memory... Um, well, I think um, Max did a story in the Newcastle Herald this week about that. Um, and and uh, Aku, Uate, scored a heap of tries. So um, hopefully that's a... I think there was a bit over 30,000 there for that game. But they don't allow, uh, the police don't allow that many in anymore. So it uh, won't be quite that many. But that's that was the last one as far as I can remember. Um, this one from You Wish... Okay, I I know you wish a few times uh, with some of his stuff. Only club in the comp with no members events. Driving around town, you wouldn't even know there is a team based here. Wes is a joke. (laughs) No, no, tell us what you really think. (laughs) Don't hold back. Well, well, I'll tell you what I really think. You wish, I think you're a narc. (laughs) And not, not just because of that question, because of your questions... Uh, over the course of the last 12 months. And I'll probably cop it more from you now. Uh, but anyway, that's that's okay. Mate, I mean, the Knights are on a six-game winning streak. If it wasn't for Wes, and I'm not sticking up for Wes simply because they're the West Group are sponsoring this podcast, but if it wasn't for Wes, the Knights wouldn't be in the comp. The, Whites, the Knights would not exist if Wes hadn't have put their hand up to take over the club from the NRL. So... Bagging West, I, I don't disagree about the they could do a little bit more membership wise. I don't doubt that, and there there should be some more done in that regard. But um, continually bagging West, which is all you do on social media, um, and you know it gets a little bit tiring to be honest. <laughs> okay, Duggo, shots fired. <laughs> Duggo, Baz, is there any interest in Corey Oates for next year? has just been asked to take a pay, big pay cut in Brisbane, has been unlucky with injuries but still a good winger when fit. Uh, Dago, I, I actually asked the question about Corey Oates last week as a, whether he was a possibility when that news came out that he'd been asked to take a big pay, pay cut from Brisbane. I think the general consensus, pardon me, at the Knights is that um, he'll probably stay in Brisbane 
Um, they don't think that he really wants to leave, I don't think. Um, I threw a few other names at the club. Nick Kotrick was one I threw there. Bailey Simonson was another. Uh, they're obviously on contract um, next season, but maybe those sorts of players, um, you know, you, you could maybe sign them for 2025 and see if you can get them out early. I don't know what the club's doing in, in as far as the winger goes. They've obviously got some some people in mind or some players in mind that they might be able to uh, to look at, but I don't think there's going to be an early decision on <clears throat> on who's going to play wing at this stage um, next year when Dom goes. Um, Kip Thompson, last one, this one. What do you think is the plan for front row middle depth next year? We get Paul Bryan into the 30, but there is nobody really consistently knocking the door down in flag or cup, and we have lost... Garvey from the ball flag team to the Raiders. We have good depth everywhere um, except basically front row to wing or front row and wing. Um, yeah, look, um, as far as the depth goes, let me see. We've got the, we've got the two Safidis, um, Jack Hetherington, uh, Leo Thompson, Matt Croker. So there's two, three, four. There's five. Paul Bryan uh, coming back from that knee reconstruction is six. Miles Martin's obviously a middle forward. Whether he's ready, we'll have to wait and see. Um, that's seven, though. Adam Elliott's obviously a middle playing lock. There's eight. Uh, I think Tyson Frizzell, maybe at the back end of his career, maybe even next year if needed, could play in the middle. Um the other one is um, Sebastian Sewer, who I think the club has got high hopes for. Is playing currently playing reserve grade. Um, can play Jersey flag still, I think. Um, he's got a big motor. I think he's a player that um, the club is looking at to, um, from a future point of view. Um, I don't know that the, the team is that bad off for middles, to be honest. But you're right, a, a couple of the young blokes probably do need to put their hand up next year, if there's, particularly if there's two or three injuries. Um, and the likes of Paul Bryan, who is coming off that shoulder reconstruction, hasn't played at all this year. Uh, it's a big ask for him. I think he's only, he'll only be 20 next year, maybe, or 21. A uh, big ask for him to, um, to just slot straight in. But, um, you know, they'll, they'll have an off-season, a pre-season with all these players, and, and hopefully... It's up to the coaching staff to get these young blokes ready to go because uh, that's what the club will need next year. I'll need the young blokes to really step up. Okay. Another one down the drain, Simon. Another one done. Mm. There we go. Um, as I said, massive weekend coming up for the Newcastle Knights and their fans. It'll be a massive, oh, a huge day out there at McDonald Jones Stadium on Sunday. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the Knights can keep their streak going. Seven in a row sounds better than six. Or eight. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week, hopefully, to talk about our seventh straight win um, with another special guest. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.